Unearthing Paranormalcy is part of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Unearthing Paranormalcy, the podcast that digs into the paranormal and tries to find normalcy in the topic. I'm Amy. I'm Dave. And I'm Chad. And before we start the episode... This episode is brought to you by HTO. HTO. I wish, man. (laughs) They'd sponsor us. I'd be like sitting here with gallons of HTO all over. Uh, We kind of of are. We've got three gallons sitting here right now. New tea shop that opened up in town. It's got amazing teas, and I'm so excited because they're just like, what, three blocks from work? Yeah. Yes. And they have the most delicious iced teas. And they have a lot of different flavors of unsweet teas that are amazing. And delicious sweet teas as well for those who like sweet tea. Yeah. Anyway, before we get started on the episode, let's go ahead and listen to a promo from one of the amazing Green Mushroom Podcast Network shows. Epic History. Like, the Greeks are, like, on the beach. They're, like, doing burpees or something. <laughs> the Persians sail up. And they've got, like, they've got, like, little spears and pomegranates and stuff. And they're like, hey, want to be part of our cool empire? In-depth commentary. Cutting-edge expert drunken analysis. <laughs> two people that you don't know anything about. It's ad hoc history with Asher and Luxa. Siblings extraordinaire. Hey, just real quick, like, if you were emperor, would you choose me as second emperor? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Next question. Learning. It's not pretty. It's not nice. And if you want to talk about justification for war and all these things, but when you get to how the sausage is actually made, this is it. It's ad hoc history. It's not the history podcast you wanted. It's the history podcast you deserve. All right. So, this week, we're bringing in the first contender for the third cryptid battle. And we've got the Loveland Frogman. I was about to say the Loveland Tree Frog, and I was like, that's not right. (laughs) Because the tree frog is right outside the window, just... (laughs) (laughs) And this guy even has a song. He does have a song. Do we want to play a song first, Dave? Sure. All right. We love it when they have theme songs.
cult vibes yeah <laughs> that was by joey tysco and it's called the loveland frogman you can find it on the u of tubes good job joey and friends the loveland frogman also known as the loveland lizards are bipedal frog cryptids named after the area they inhabit loveland ohio all the sightings have happened in claremont county these amphibious anomalies have surprised businessmen, farmers, and police officers. They are one of the most bizarre and intriguing cryptids in the United States. I well, like that it's in Ohio, so we're right in that cluster area where all the cryptids are. I want to be where, where the, the cryptids, cryptids are. I have that shirt, and I love <laughs> my shirt. I made my shirt. The Loveland Frogmen are described as bipedal with leathery skin and webbed hands and feet. They have frog-like heads with wrinkly skin on top. They stand about a meter high. That's around 39 inches. Claremont County, Ohio is a temperate forest environment. Meeting amphibians have to hibernate to survive the cold winters in this area. Frogmen have been witnessed using tools like sticks. We will get into it in a bit, but they also seem to be able to control electricity or use magic. 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 You know, never believe it's not so. 
So they got to dig really big holes. Mm-hmm. Or do they just light a fire and chill out and fire? I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, yeah, your voice does sound different. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I've had a cold. Yeah. Maybe that's it. The Loveland Frogmen have been sighted four times. Once in 1955, twice in 1972, and once in 2016. Many people believe the 2016 sighting is a hoax, though. In May of 1955, on a rural road on the outskirts of Loveland that runs along the Miami River in Claremont County at approximately 3.30 a.m., an unnamed businessman claimed to have sighted three bipedal, quasi-reptilian entities hanging out by the side of the road. The man pulled his car over to get a better look and observed the creatures for approximately three minutes. While watching these peculiar croakers, he noted they were three to four feet tall, covered in leathery skin, and had webbed feet and hands. I wonder if that would be a derogatory name to Frogmen. Maybe. <laughs> Damn croakers. <laughs> the most distinguishing characteristic were their frog-like heads, which he said bore deep wrinkles where their hair should have been. I've never seen hair on a frog, so I have no idea what the fuck he means by that. <laughs> I, I, I already have a theory going in my head, but I feel like it's too early to spout this out. Okay. So remind me to remember this for later. But frogs are adorable. I think frogs are really cute. I don't know if I saw a four-foot frog what my reaction would be, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, we got a little tree frog that's right outside our door right now, and he's adorable. And he sits there and he croaks all night long, and he climbs up in the pool and goes swimming in the swimming pool, and he's so cute. But, yeah, if he was four feet tall, I, I might have a problem with him. <laughs> Let's split up, gang. <laughs> <laughs> Although we would not have a mosquito problem, that would be for sure. <laughs> then, all of a sudden, one of the creatures held up a wand above its head, which started spewing sparks out of the end. <laughs> he drove away. <laughs> it's your fairy god, Frogger. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually just pulling up a... Uh, uh, a flare. They drove their car off the road and some people needing help. We, yeah, we need help, mister. We're lost. And according to Charleston Terrors, a blog ran by paranormal tour host in Charleston, South Carolina, the legend of the Loveland Frogman can be traced back to the post-war era, to the rockin' 50s. Stories started popping out. Tales that differed slightly from one another about a massive frog causing all manner of mischief. Urban legends that seem far-fetched were incredibly exciting and fun to spread. Like the Mothman or the Chupacabra, the Loveland Frogman has more or less become an icon of an era. An era where UFOs were becoming a thing. Pulp sci-fi movies were hot 
and America's youth was starting to envision what Woodstock and all those psychedelics might do to their system. It shows a frog waving a <laughs> wand over its head. <laughs> the tales start off more or less the same. It's a balmy May 5th evening. A businessman or a traveling salesman or a Bible seller is driving all by his lonesome self along a dark, unmanned road. Here, the story starts to diverge. Three distinct retellings. In one story, the motorist is heading out of the Branch Hill neighborhood when he shines his car's headlights on the huge figures. The trio erected on their hind legs and just standing in the middle of the road. The man honks his horn. Giggity. The figures perk up. Oh, yeah. They twist their necks around. A gasp. All three look at the driver with leathery skin and frog faces. The other version goes like this. The motorist spots the creatures under the Loveland Bridge, one of many going over the little Miami River. He honks his horn. The creatures shout out from under the bridge. One lands on his hood and croaks. The driver passes out. <laughs> Version number three. Same bridge. The motorist pulls over. He gets out of his car and spots the creatures. All three are conversing animatedly. The driver calls out to them. One of the Loveland frogmen gets up, points his finger at his friends in the universal gesture of put a pin in it, turns to the bothersome intruder. Can't you see we're holding a conversation? How rude. Holds out a wand over its heads and flicks the Harry Potter approved apparatus. A blazing fire of sparks cannons out of the wand. The motorist flees the scene. And like those three variants, there are thousands more. The motorists become a gang of hell's angels. The traveling salesman is really a college student and his girlfriend out at the makeout point. I want to point out one thing. Yes. You're definitely an Okie. I am. <laughs> because you first read it as the Miami River, but then when you were reading that, you read it as the Miami River. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mix them up a lot. <laughs> we here in Oklahoma, we have a town named Miami. But no, nobody Miami. here nobody here calls it Miami. Everybody calls it Miami. And if you call it Miami while you're in Miami, you get in trouble. Yes. It's up in the middle of nowhere by the Kansas Arkansas border. No, Kansas Missouri border. You see the first E. The first I is a long I. But My the second I is an is A. A short I. <laughs> it. <laughs> I just I caught you doing that. I was like, that's pretty great. But I do. I love the way that this was written. <coughs> yeah, these, these guys are pretty funny. All right. Then, on March 3rd, 1972, around 1 a.m., Officer Ray Shockey was patrolling along Riverside Road in the direction of Loveland. The officer claimed, due to the icy roads, he was traveling slowly. When suddenly, he thought he saw a dog up in front of him right next to the road. The animal darted in front of his cruiser, forcing the officer to brake hard in order to avoid hitting it. When the cruiser finally slid to a halt, in the light of the headlights, the animal was hunkered down on its belly. And that's when the frog-like creature went to the crouching position, then stood upright, stared at the policeman briefly, then scrambled over the guardrail and scurried down the embankment 
disappearing in the Ohio River. The officer later described the creature as being three to four feet tall, weighing approximately 50 to 75 pounds. It had leathery skin with features like a frog or lizard. Another officer investigated the scene later that evening, but he found no sign of the creature. He did notice, however, there were scratch marks on the guardrail where the animal crossed. I'm liking the descriptions the same. Because yeah. a lot of times, like when, especially like with the Dover Demon, where you have a cryptid that's not seen by many people, there can be a big difference in the descriptions. Oh, absolutely. But these are the same. So now I'm thinking we are dealing with the same creature. I am intrigued in the fact that this had, he was talking about an icy road and then it hopped into the Ohio River. Mm-hmm. Because an amphibian or a reptile would not survive that. Uh-huh, exactly. So, look at this artist rendering. It's pretty freaking awesome. It, it looks, looks like, like what happens if uh, <laughs> Kermit and Miss Piggy had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> it does. I'll have to share this one on our yeah. Instagram, because yes, I, I, I see it. We do need oh, to share Kermit. it. <laughs> it's not easy being green. So, two weeks after this incident... Officer Mark Matthews was driving into Loveland on the icy roads when he spotted what appeared to be an injured animal lying on the pavement. Matthews exited his cruiser with the intention of removing the creature from the road. The creature lurched upwards into a crouching position. That's when Officer Mark Matthews unholstered his service revolver and began firing. Here, let me help you. Oh, I probably should have. Not done that. The creature proceeded to hobble towards the side of the road towards the guardrail. Not only did Officer Matthews describe the creature with every single detail as the encounter weeks ago, but he recovered the body and took it back to the station. According to Matthews, it was an iguana, about three to three and a half feet in length, and was missing its tail. He also said Shockey confirmed it was probably the animal he had seen two weeks before. When Matthews recounted the story to an author writing a book about urban legends, in Matthews' words, the author, quote, Omitted the part that confirmed that the creature was an iguana rather than a frog man. Officer Matthews claims the animal in question was nothing more than a large reptile which had escaped from its owner. The only reason he shot the creature was to help confirm Shockey's story. A story which was met with ridicule and skepticism by their superiors. In a 2001 email interview, the retired officer Mark Matthews explained the incident was habitually blown out of proportion. And that it was and is no monster. It was a leathery or wet matted fur. It was not three to five feet tall. It did not stand erect. The animal I saw was obviously some type of lizard that someone had as a pet and either got too large for its aquarium, escaped by accident, or they simply got tired of it. It was less than three feet in length and ran across the road and was probably blinded by my headlights. It presented no aggressive action. Matthews also said in this interview, 
He shot the creature to back up the account of his partner's sightings a few nights prior. But the lizard escaped, and most likely died from its injuries or from the freezing cold. Now, not talking about this artist's rendition that we were talking about a minute ago, but in general, frogs and lizards, I don't see any resemblance. Other than yeah. they might be green. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've never seen an iguana walk upright. I've never, well, I've they seen them can, climb. They can walk upright, but they have to have their tails. Yeah. Because they use their tails to balance. So if it doesn't have its tail, I wouldn't think you'd be able to stand up on its hind leg. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say. And I've, it's going to be, look like maybe 20 pounds. Yeah. And that's was, a heavy iguana. I say my science teacher in ninth grade had an iguana and I hated the damn thing. Oh, I and, loved my science teacher in high school's iguana. And it was like, it was like a cat. In the sense that it knew that I didn't like it. And it did not matter where I <laughs> sat in the classroom. That thing would always come up and start climbing on me and my desk. I every always, time. I always took a piece of lettuce before a test and set it on my desk. So the iguana would come and sit on top of my desk. And so I couldn't take the test. <laughs> I, I don't like lizards. It's, I love snakes. And I think See, frogs are adorable. I like iguanas. That's about but it. But I do not like lizards in any shape or form. I don't know why. Because, I mean, what is a snake but a legless lizard? But, no, I don't like lizards. They creep me out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's good to fear them because they are reptilian overlords. <laughs> now, I thought it was pretty interesting that he, that Officer Mark Matthews said initially that he debunked this creature by recovering the body. Yeah. Then later he says, there was no body. Oh, I didn't even catch that. I know. You were too busy telling your lizard tales. No, I was too busy <laughs> being distracted by the fact that a lizard and a frog looked nothing alike. I was trying to figure out how they could confuse a lizard and a frog, but I didn't even catch that fact. Huh. So what's the truth? The world may never know. Which one is you can't handle info. the truth. Fake fact. Which one? <laughs> or do we have two true facts? <laughs> In mid-August of 2016, Cincinnati TV stations reported that, quote, a night of fun turned into a chilling tale of horror, unquote. <laughs> Sam Jacobs and his girlfriend were playing Pokemon Go. Between the... What? <laughs> Pokey. Oh. Pika Pika. Pokemon Go. When between Loveland, Madeira Road, and Lake Isabella on August 3rd, they both witnessed and filmed a giant frog near the lake that, quote, stood up and walked on its hind legs. Thank goodness Officer Matthews was not on the scene due to his retirement because it was later revealed to be a student from Archbishop Moeller High School playing around in a homemade frog costume. <laughs> Shoot first, ask questions later. He must have trained some of the cops we got now. It's coming right for us. <laughs> I think I brought this up when we did our Travis Walton episode. There's a peculiar thing most people do when someone comes forward and makes a bold claim or confession. 
People offer them belief based off of no evidence other than testimony. To give an example, let's say someone comes forward and says, I was the one in the suit on that famous Bigfoot film. The narrative goes straight to it was all a hoax. No one really questions it. Even the truest of believers don't set out to disprove their claims, assassinate their character, mudsling, or try to bribe the people around them. Yeah. 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 It's like no one goes, well, where's the suit? Yeah. Or, well, why were you wearing the suit? They're like, oh, we have the answers. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I did find something very interesting from November 13th, 2020 on MolarCrusader.org. And this is by Jake Carrington. And he did a pretty good job digging into the history and sightings. So we'll leave those bits out, but the rest of his article goes as follows. Quote, Recently there have been rumors that something we thought was dead has now resurfaced. Threats have been discovered in our own school. Sightings have been reported. It is a very real threat that every man, woman, child, and especially love Landian must be aware of if they wish to survive. My team and I have put our lives on the line to bring this exclusive article to you, the reader, about the rebirth of the fabled Loveland Frogman. When we reached the Loveland police and inquired on the matter of Officer Shockey and Matthew's claims, they claimed that our records of the incident had been purged. How convenient. But the Loveland Frogmen are alive and well, and even might have infiltrated Moeller High School. On October 9th, 2020, a warning picture was drawn on room 331's whiteboard. (laughs) And then there's a picture of a um, dry erase marker drawn frog that says Loveland Frogman Jr. was here. The Loveland Frogman knows I am investigating him, and he is messing with me. This is not a joke anymore. This is very, very real. I decided to do some investigating of my own, and I am excited and terrified to report I have seen the Loveland Frogman with my own two eyes, or at least what I thought was the Frogman. Recently, I was pursuing TikTok when I suddenly got a mysterious email. I can't show the email here, lest I give away the identity of the sender. The sender, which we'll call Dave, gave me a tip-off about where I might find the Loveland Frogman. Dave informed me that the Loveland Frogman liked to hang out under the Loveland bike trail in a big, spooky tunnel. Secret tunnel! (laughs) Naturally, I wanted to see this for myself, so I traveled to the coordinates he gave me and looked in the tunnel... Secret tunnel! What I saw haunts me to this day. <laughs> In the tunnel was a frogman. Or was it? We have a picture down a dark tunnel, and at the end you see a big green head with a pinkish mouth wide open like a frog. Mm-hmm. Do you see the mushroom there? Oh, That's I do cool. see the mushroom. After a closer inspection and a brief altercation... I found out it was simply a man in a frog costume. 
I quickly vacated the area, scared that the man was armed. Later, I found out the true identity of the frog man. He actually turned out to be a molar student, but he wanted to keep his identity secret. However, he did agree to sit down for an interview. During the remainder of this article, I'll be referring to him as Jim. I have been obsessed with the Loveland frog since I was a little boy, said Jim. He's like my idol. I dress up as him and I go to the tunnel and hop around a few times a week. I sometimes make a little chocolate shaped as flies and I eat them while I hop around. And no, I don't think it's weird. He later said that he wasn't the Loveland Frogman and was merely trying to cosplay him. I want to honor his legacy. Hopefully one day he will repair, appear again and I will be able to meet him and become his first devoted disciple. <laughs> Jim seemed like a pretty cool dude. Unfortunately, he wasn't the Loveland Frogman, but Jim's appearance made it very clear that the legend is still alive and well in our town. We will continue to search and hopefully one day we will find the Loveland Frogman. Stay vigilant, folks. Good night. <laughs> That's pretty freaking awesome. Croker's cult. I hope Jake Carrington pursued a career in investigative journalism. <laughs> that was pretty good. Or, or writing or something. Um, that was amazing. Honestly, I think that it very well could have possibly been something like this. But like I said, with that, the icy roads and the Ohio River... If it was an amphibian or a reptile, there's no way it would have survived. Unless it was an alien. I was yes. say, it was probably an alien. Well, and then here we come to my theory. I don't know, Chad, you might have been on the same track because we share the brain. But didn't the cattle mutilations like really pick up around this time too? If I'm remembering that correctly. In the 70s? I thought it was in the 50s. Yeah. Okay. Both times. Well, that's yeah. when UFOs started becoming popular. So we already de- decided that cows became alien incubators, right? Right? This is this is our determination for the reptilians. I know where you're going. Okay. Could these frogmen be the creatures that come out of them once they hatch? Whoa. Have I blown your minds? I'm just surprised we're going to these far out theories first. <laughs> <laughs> because this has been in my head since the very first very <laughs> first paragraph. I mean, they just haven't been picked up yet. They're waiting for their ride. Well, which is you- why you don't see them all the time. Could be. Or... Have you guys ever thought what happens when you get bit by a frog? Are these were frogs? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So it's not warts that you get; you turn <laughs> into a were frog. So this isn't a cryptid at all. This could be a were animal. <laughs> it only wow. makes sense. I mean, it kind of. That's I've ne- why I've, they don't got to worry about it being freezing. I have never been bit by a frog. Because they're actually warm-blooded. 
See? I've never even had a frog attempt to bite me. Neither have I. Lizards, yeah. Snakes, sure. But I've never had a frog try to bite me. Pee on me, sure. But never bite. <laughs> this is interesting. They know what will happen. Yeah. And they have decided that I am not worthy <laughs> to be a werefrog. <laughs> they like to keep their numbers low. <laughs> Less chance of being found out like the cows. <laughs> oh, goodness. Did we already create a new cryptid? But what would their mission be here? Just watching. Always watching. <laughs> Mike Wazowski. You didn't fill out your paperwork correctly. <laughs> I don't know. What was the, the werecows were... What was the, what's the purpose of the wear cow? To party. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We might later on find another cryptid that'll let us know exactly what yeah. the wear the frogs are all about. Ribbit. Interesting enough, our out there theories are the exact same out there theories that created the wear cow. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna throw that one out there too. <coughs> Where frog says before uh, ESX ribbed for your pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a? T- <laughs> that's what Amy. <laughs> that's when the partner goes pee on me. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Is there a frog-like fey creature? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I can't even think of really anything in mythology. Um Well, I mean like lore and fairy tale, yeah. There's but I can't think of anything in mythology that has to do with frogs other than um there are some tribes that look at Frogs as psychopomps that are um, associated with uh, yeah. death in the other world and the transportation in between. Maybe these were just frogs waiting to be kissed. Oh, that's what happens when a prince grows up as a frog. <laughs> well, I know that like there's like the battle toads from oh, our childhood. That's very modern, you know. <laughs> battle toads. That's like so 1980s. I know. I'm just trying to think of any kind of like frog creature that. Because I'm trying to think of a logical explanation or like a mythological explanation or something like that. Logic. Honestly, logic would say, I guess. If they were. Needing glasses and didn't have glasses on. Sure. An iguana could be a frog. Um a really funky looking frog even without glasses on I would assume but maybe bullfrogs get pretty big <coughs> well even even if it's cold outside a cold blooded animal ain't going to move fast enough to Mm-mm. scurry over a guardrail No, it's going to be like a sloth that- like oh no there's a car coming yeah <laughs> but like those first stories you know they talk about it being like a balmy May Day or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean I've seen some really big bullfrogs, nowhere near three to four feet tall. 
So you got troglodytes. Oh, yeah. Frogman, a.k.a. Frog Bros. Are these troglodytes? Frog Bros. The troglodytes. Toadstool Man. We have fought many troglodytes in our D&D Avengers. Yeah, that's really what it's from. <laughs> Pretty much the only thing I'm finding for Frogman is from... Uh, D&D. D&D. <laughs> <laughs> There's the Vodnik, which is a water creature that kind of looks like a frog. Well, there is another reptilian cryptid that we will need to cover soon. And that is, I think it's the Florida Lizard Man. And his description is of like a six-foot iguana walking on its hind legs. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm trying to think of something logical that would look like a frog and be able to survive the cold and the heat, like the warm weather. Yeah. And I can't think of anything that would be frog-like. So we have to go with the not-so-logical explanation. Yeah, this one, we're either talking it's a cryptid, it's an alien, it's a, what, what is it when they come out of the cocoon? What are those called? And that st- A butterfly. Oh, <laughs> There's different stages. Whatever that stage is in the metamorphosis category. A tadpole? Oh, that's when they start out. I'm not, I'm not even talking about frogs at this point, I'm just... I'm talking shit because like the cow is the cocoon. The larva would lay in. What farm did you grow up on? (laughs) (laughs) Skinwalker Ranch. What the hell? (laughs) I'm trying to make logic here. uh, In logic, logic. Like when the cow births its cocoon (laughs) and then we go pick all the carrots off of the carrot tree. (laughs) Where the fuck is this place? <laughs> In my mind. So here's, since we're on frogs, here's the little fun fact history thing. In medieval Europe, Hecate, the water goddess, often was depicted with a woman with the head of a frog. Oh. Frogs were also considered the symbol of Hecate, the midwife goddess who presided over conception and birth, as well as it was common for Egyptian women to wear metal amulets in the form of frogs to win her good favor. I wonder if that has any relation to Hakati, who is a kind of a deity around death. Hmm. That's a Greek. In some societies, swallowing live frogs is believed to cure tuberculosis and whooping cough. Look. In some societies, <laughs> they suck the ass in the psychedelic toads to trip. <laughs> yeah, I just, I think the illo- in lodge. <laughs> The not-so-logical options are the way to go with this one. Yeah. Unless it's just straight-up logical. It was a a frogman. So, an interdimensional entity? Could be. An ultra-terrestrial. It could just be a reptilian. I mean, reptilians come in all shapes and sizes. Could it have been a... Government animal experiment? Ooh. Could it have been like trying to make Godzilla? I mean And they tear it with a frog first? What would the military Frogzilla. What would the military need with four foot tall frogs though? Spies. <laughs> How? 
They sit in the pond and listen. <laughs> now I'm thinking of that that film where the, he comes up out of the water. <laughs> you <can see> the <laughs> eyes. Amphibious warfare, man. Amphibious <laughs> warfare. Circa 55 to 72. They were yeah. using him to look for land. Vietnam or era. Mines. Yeah, Vietnam era. Coming, hunt for submarines. The frog man was literally playing real life Frogger. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody pissed off a witch, and she said, "I'm going to turn you into a toad." She turned Not me a into newt. A newt. <laughs> well, a newt you said. Better. Hmm. What else? Can- I really am. I'm trying to come up with something. I know. I can tell you're you're and thinking hard. Like with every other one, I've been able to come up with some type of animal that actually exists that it could be a really deformed raccoon. Um. Oh no! <laughs> I'm trying to think of an animal that has like a flat face, though, because to me, like a frog has kind of a flat face. And maybe it is the offsprings of Miss Piggy and Kermit. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know how that works with a frog and a pig, but I don't know how it works with puppets either. <laughs> you mean they're not real? Uh, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> oh, my whole life has oh, just been destroyed. I'm so sorry. Government try to create the real Ninja Turtles. <laughs> try with frogs first. Teenage Mutant Ninja Frog. Teenage Mutant Ninja Frog. And all they could do was pour a little magic wand over their head. <laughs> yeah. That's could, the thing, too, that throws me off is the wand. Could he have got into some like nuclear waste and it mutated him? Could have. I don't know what gave magical powers. <laughs> yeah, that air was close to 4th of July and he had some he had sparkler. a sparkler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and American. There were, there, were, there were three of them yeah. in that initial one. And three is a magic number. Reptilians travel inside the three. Yeah. And men in black do. Maybe and the frogmen are scouts for reptilians. Typically, goddesses are threefold when you look at a lot of mythologies. What's one thing we know greys are really good at? Head. <laughs> Abduction. Oh. What's one of the reasons we feel like they abduct us? To try to crossbreed us. Probing. What if these are reptilian gray hybrids? Because the reptilians like to use the greys as like their... Bitches? Yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> they like to dom them. <laughs> grays Get are, out of my head. Because <laughs> greys are also around, what, four to five feet tall. Reptilians are usually between four and seven feet tall, or eight feet tall. Well, what's to say you didn't just see a group of fat greys? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> leathery skin, 
I mean, sometimes no hair are, where no the hair. hair was supposed to be. Yeah. And I don't know what that means. Have you ever seen hair on a frog? I think he was talking about no hair. Like if it was a human, no hair where the hair should be on a human. Oh, over the dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on top of the other head. Okay. I mean, I understand why it's wrinkly there, but. They get menzillions for those. Frogzillions. Frogzillions. <laughs> that poor esthetician. <laughs> All right, it's going to hurt a little bit. <laughs> oh, pee on me, sure. <laughs> Is that going to be a new shirt? Oh, pee on me, sure. <laughs> Maybe. When you said it, I missed it the first time. And I was sitting there thinking, like, did she really just say that? <laughs> I'm just channeling my inner Eli. Just leave me alone. <laughs> just pee on me, sure. Uh, now, what about this whole fairy godfrogger? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we got to get into it. it. It was a proposed theory, so yeah. yeah we uh, we got to go down this road. <laughs> I, I really failed students of Hogwarts <laughs> turned themselves into frogs and couldn't figure out how to change back. <laughs> And Dumbledore was like, you can only return once you are back in your human form. <laughs> so it's um, uh, so it's Harry, Hermione, and, uh, <laughs> and Ron. <laughs> <laughs> it very well could be. Oh. Oh, we've done it now, Harry. <laughs> But there's no hair on your hairy head, wizard. These are children. How dare you? <laughs> <sighs> Dave with the dick jokes. <coughs> Harry Potter and the Curse of the Frogger. <laughs> <laughs> the Crooked Curse. <laughs> <laughs> we should write for TV. Penis. <laughs> vagina, vagina, vagina. Ribbity, ribbity, ribbity. Ribbity, ribbity, roo. Ribbity, rubbity, roo. Hippity, hoppity, who? Could these be misidentified kangaroos in America? <laughs> Could be. Kangaroos in America. Wow, wow. Well, let's. This picture, this artist rendering, the sketch they did, that looks very little like a frog to me. It looks like a lizard. It looks like a, it looks like an iguana. Yeah. No, I can't make it any bigger. What do, what do we know? Maybe it's just a troll, and that's what trolls really look like. All right. The world's largest frog is called the Goliath frog. And we're not kidding. The Goliath frog is the largest frog in the world. It grows up to 12 and a half inches long and can weigh up to seven pounds. The Goliath frog is as big as some house cats. I want a Goliath frog. It's pretty cute. I mean, it just looks like a giant frog, but I'm trying to see where they are native. Probably not Ohio. Probably not. Yeah, Ecuador, Guinea, and Cameroon. Not going to think that the um, 
Ohio climate is really conducive for their welfare. I have found the answer. Oh, we're still not at three feet, though. Because I found a prehistoric frog called the Beazle Buffo frog that was around in the, um, I don't know, Cretaceous period? Yeah, Cretaceous period. But they only get to 16 inches long, which is, I mean, half the size. But they were... Where are they found? Well, I did find out, to find that there's a legends, legends from the native Twaitui people warned French explorers about a, pe- a creature called the Shanahook, which is a re- river demon, described as a hybrid between a frog and a man. Mm-mm. That dark, bumpy skin was also said to be wrinkly and slimy. Guarded the riverbanks and chased away anyone who came to the territory. It was thought to be immortal. Maybe. Immortal. Which would be how it would be able to survive in the cold. And where was that from? Some tribe? The Twaitui. Where's their range? I have no idea. Now the the Shawnee tribe has a beast called the Shawnahook. And, uh, which loosely translates to river demon. And it's described as a bipedal reptile that lives along the banks of the Little Miami River. So it's the same creature. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now now I'm going to say that this is a creature. I mean, I think they're all part of the Al- Algonquin language group up there around Ohio, weren't they? Probably. But I don't know. So they just have, I mean, they just have different names. I'm telling you, once I hear a Native American story about those creatures that we have that people are seeing today, I'm almost sold. Yeah. Because if there was ever anyone who had a close, strong connection with nature, it was Native Americans. Now, sure, they have a lot of tales and stuff like that to explain stories. And explain explain events and things like that but there's gotta i mean if they were seeing sightings of it and then they pop up again in the 50s and the 70s yeah i mean maybe it was a creature that they'd seen some kind of frogman reptilian creature so if if these officers in 72 and 55 that was what 20 less than 20 years earlier mm-hmm. so they probably would have been kids when the first sight when the happened. stories were going around even if they were just urban legends they would have been going around yeah they would have been kid like yeah young children or possibly teenagers depending on how old they were was this maybe one of those things like snipe hunting or something where they were messing with the rookie cops I don't know. According to you know. one thing I read, that uh, Shockley was a first year on the force rookie himself. So the fact that he was willing to claim he saw such a thing wouldn't have been good for for him. Him, like 
yeah. starting out his career on the police force. Yeah. And that's why they claim that Matthews made the false sighting to back up his friend. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Isn't it interesting that I'm like, yeah, I believe it because the Native Americans saw it, not because a police officer reported it? <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell how, like... <laughs> you know, I kind of believe the police officer because he shot at it before he did anything else. <laughs> Makes it kind of believable. True. No no hate to the cops. We love some cops, but yeah, you know, sometimes. <laughs> uh, the shoe fits. <laughs> I, I love this artist's rendition. <laughs> he gave him a butt. I love that. <laughs> a butt. He's got... The definition on everywhere else in the skin except for the buttons. Nice, just bulbous, nice bulbous. bulbous white butt. Yeah. Maybe it was just a naked man with a frog helmet on. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was some kind of cosplay, like the the kid at the school, and yeah. the it was like a threesome, and that that thruple was really into frogs. frogs. <laughs> I like frogs. I have a frog bathroom. I don't think I would dress up as a frog to have sex. Oh, come but on, just pee on me then. <laughs> <laughs> now now in Loveland there is a triathlon event held every year um called the Loveland Frogman Race that happens every August. That's pretty awesome. I love how this town's leading into it. It's like uh Point uh Pleasant, West Virginia, you know. Yeah, you gotta you gotta take what you can get and yeah. if it brings money and people to the town. I mean I'd it. rather want my town to be known for Something cryptid and goofy than something like horrific. Yeah. So maybe or we something terribly racist. So what you're saying is we need to buy some land out there where the turnpike's gonna go through. We buy that land and we open up a frogman or er, not frogman, a Thunderpuss store where we yeah. sell merchandise for the Thunderbird octopus. And I like this. <laughs> Be a roadside attraction on the turnpike. Yeah. I love it. But they would be perfect to buy our old house. Yeah. Because it's right there, right along where the turnpike's <laughs> going to be. So, yeah, it could be a nice little roadside attraction on the turnpike. We can have our Indian ghost. Yeah, I, I, I'm digging this. <laughs> we must do this. Because people like to buy shit that they don't need while they're on road trips. <laughs> <laughs> Thunderpuss. <laughs> we have all kinds of guys stopping and thinking it's a strip club. As <laughs> 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 they get there, and it's just all full of red octopus. <laughs> a red octopusy. <laughs> red octopi. See, the way we can make cherry pie, we can call it the red octopi. <laughs> or a cherry octopi. I like it. Raspberry like it octopi. <laughs> See, we come up with great ideas. We do. So, do we have... Patent pending. Yes. <laughs> TM. <laughs> do we have a real creature, a real cryptid that is a frogman that comes from Native American legend and continues on into the 1970s? Do we have the... Creature that comes out of the were cows or the 
the reptilian incubators that are the cows, not the were cows. Those are separate. The reptilian incubators. Do we have were frogs? Do we have fairy god froggers? Fairy god froggers. Do we have misidentified iguana? What is it? I'm going to say all of the above minus the last one. Minus the iguana. Yeah. Why are you looking at me? What's your opinion? Oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> With the wand, fairy god frogger. Yeah. But I do, I, this very well could just be a cryptid and it's just some creature we haven't identified. Maybe there's not a whole lot of them, which would be weird because usually frogs have lots of babies. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't ever make any definitive claims on anything because the world is a very strange place. Which way do you lean? Sometimes to the right, sometimes to the left. <laughs> Pretty moderate. Um, well, I mean, like hurts the most. <laughs> the stories aren't very credible. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's local legend and lore, but I mean, as we've said before, even things, completely real things, become born out of legend and lore. Yeah. And what? Real yeah. life consequences come it's out of it different universe that's blood over into ours like a little yeah veil crossing or something yeah now what i what i don't like about that whereas if it's just like kind of like the alien theory where it's just like a ball of energy and this is how the people are interpreting it by looking at it because the sightings are described exactly the same mm-hmm. plus I, I don't know that a lot of people would have frogs on the brain there I can't say that I... I mean, I have a lot of frog stuff in the house because people like to give me frogs. Yeah. Um, but I can't say I think about frogs a lot. Like with the, the <laughs> Bosac humanoid, if it was just some weird massive energy and the cattle rancher that had been cattle ranching for 50 years saw it as a cow-like humanoid, that's normal. Yeah. I mean, I don't see any connections to frogs anywhere in... These oh. people's limited backstories. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, we may we may never know. We may never know. But if they saw something, they believe they saw something and it was real to them. So. Now, I know Ohio has another strange cryptid, which is like big-headed humanoids. Ohio has a few different ones. Yeah. yeah. Might it be an I... Might it just be one of those that was mistaken for a frog? I don't know. What's their big-headed humanoid? I have to look it up. Grassman. Yeah, it's a Bigfoot. Just a man made out of fucking grass. No, it's like the Arena Chicken Man. The Minerva Monster. Um, maybe it wasn't Ohio. Maybe I'm thinking of 
Indiana or something. Something in that area out there. Yeah, or maybe even Michigan. Um, no, I think there's... I think we've come up with some relatively logical and a lot of not-so-logical ideas for what the Frogman could be. Um, what do our listeners think? Let us know. Send us a com- yeah. comment on our Facebook, Instagram. Or Discord. Or join us on Discord at UMP Normalcy. And let us know. What do you think this, this frogman creature thing is in Loveland, Ohio? Um, that area does seem to be jam-packed with different types of cryptids, though. Because that's Mothman. That's the... Assass- the, the sheep squatch. The, like... We've covered mm-hmm. so many up in that area. We really have. That's that's in, that's part. Huh. That's part of like the Ohio River Valley, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Loveland. Oh, I don't know about Loveland, but oh, Loveland's just outside of Cincinnati. So. Okay. <clears throat> but is that more towards the? Is that towards the top or towards the bottom? No, it's it's right by Kentucky. Because Cincinnati's right in the, like, lower... Yeah, it's, it's right, right at the okay. ...left corner of... Yeah, I should yeah. know that. That's where... Uh, see, yeah, see, uh, Cincinnati... I knew one was up by the lake. Cleveland's the one that's up by Lake Erie. Oh, yeah. Like, the Ohio River goes from Cincinnati down to Louisville. Yeah. Going southwest. So, yeah, it's all in that same area. So... Maybe maybe there is like a vortex type portal or something there that does allow the the worlds to cross or the universes to cross or maybe it's just something that came out of the mammoth cave system. Very well could be that too. Yeah, frogs would totally chill in caves. Um Oh, frogs would love it in caves. Water. The, yeah. And stalactites. Stalagmites. And stalagmites. And probably other mites they could eat. Do you know the difference between the stalactite and a stalagmite? One you s- you see after a while, and one you see when it's coming. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> stalactites hang on to the ceiling tightly, and stalagmites stand with all their might on the ground. Oh. I learned that when I was in the Carlsbad Caverns. That's cool. Do you remember that? Do you remember the Catherines? Kinda. I remember losing my wallet. <laughs> I was like, oh, Chad no. was like five. <laughs> and I found my wallet in the car after we got back. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't get to buy anything because the gift shop's in the very middle of the, or the bottom yeah. of the, the uh, uh, cave. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> Meanwhile, bought me one thing and I had to pay her back. But yeah. Damn. Five years old, expected to have your own money. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it works in our family. You start working at the age of three. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we did. We picked pecans up off the ground. Um, Our kids are so lucky. (laughs) What are you talking about? I put our kids to work. Put them to work cleaning their rooms. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I gave them money for their... The chores they help me with. 
All right. So be sure to go join us on Facebook, Discord, and Instagram at UMP Normalcy. And also, don't forget to check out all the amazing podcasts on the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. We've got Faith Blind Council, Lexicult, Smuts Up, Ad Hoc History, Administrism, XV Planus, Primordia, and Grognostics. Yay! And don't forget your Parabox Monthly. Go to the link in the description of this show and use promo code Paranormalcy at checkout to get 10% off. Today I'm wearing my newest of my shirts, which is... I, I always say that they're my favorite. This... This one is now moved up to the list on the, of some of my favorites, and this one is the Yeti. That's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. And Halloween is just around the corner, so use the link in the description of the show to purchase all your Halloween goodies at HalloweenCostumes.com. And I think that will do it for tonight's episode. Until next time. Keep digging. Ribbit. Unearthing Paranormalcy is part of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. To hear more great independent productions like the one you just listened to, visit our catalog at tgmpodcastnetwork.com. 